Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Screaming Room, the only horror movie podcast. This is your host, Sam, in Summit Studios today. I am not currently joined by Ralph in the studio. You will hear their voice later in this episode, though. I am popping in at the top of this recording just to do a little bit of housekeeping for you. So, this week, we told you to expect a continuation of our Saw rewatch series. So that was going to be Saw 5 and Saw 6. So that is not going to be coming out until next week. And I'll tell you why. When we were at our normal recording session, we were unexpectedly interrupted by the arrival of a plumber who was here to help us with some ongoing sink issues. So weren't able to finish it. We're going to finish it soon. And then I'm going to edit it for you for Tuesday next week. So, what are you going to hear today? Well, I'll tell you. You're going to hear an episode on The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe. We had initially recorded this before we even put out our first episode. We recorded this at a time when we were still figuring out how our tech was going to work, how our production was going to work, and how to talk on a microphone and still sound like a reasonable, sane human being. These are still skills we're perfecting, but we think this little practice episode is still worthy of release. And it's even more relevant because The Pope's Exorcist is out this week now on Netflix. And I believe it's actually number three in the top 10 on Netflix. So it's widely available. We figured some of you have probably seen it already or have been seeing it in your Netflix lists, recommendations and whatnot. So we thought we'd kind of jump on board and give you our thoughts on The Pope's Exorcist. And like we said, you can expect Saw 5 and Saw 6 next week. And maybe The Pope's Exorcist will be a nice little break from kind of the dingy torture porn world of John Kramer. So we hope you enjoy the movie. We recommend watching it before listening to this conversation. It will be pretty spoilery, but I don't think that's going to ruin the enjoyment that The Pope's Exorcist offers. It's kind of a what you'd expect from an exorcism movie. And it's got some fun little, let's say, eccentricities about it. Some bad accents, some goofy special effects, but all around it's a pretty fun movie. So if you've got Netflix, give it a watch. And you can expect to hear the trailer. And right after that, you're gonna hear our conversation on the film. So roll that trailer. Father Gabriele Amort. On the night of June 4th, you performed an exorcism. That was not an exorcism. The majority of cases do not require an exorcism. 98% I recommended by him to doctors and psychiatrists. The other 2%, I call it evil. We have more questions for you, Father Mort. You have a problem with me. You talk to my boss, the Pope. There is a case that needs your attention. Bring me the priest. I'm here to help Julia. 
Strong Fright! Take caution. There are secrets buried there. He's about to conceal. The church has fought against this demon before. The Vatican covered it up. We need to find out why. You've been played. You talk the bait. Whatever you do, you only do because God allows it. Did he allow that? Imagine what could happen if the devil possessed the soul of the Pope's exorcist. Who will defend you? My faith does not require defense. We watched The Pope's Exorcist, baby. We sure did. 2023 Russell Crowe vehicle. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I, I didn't go see this in theaters. I I love, like, I have my Regal Unlimited pla- pass. They are not a sponsor of this show. So, like, if a horror movie comes to the theaters, I'll probably just go see it. Mm-hmm. I'll, like, go for the 1130 matinee or whatever. Great Get time. a slice of pizza. Yep. Yeah. Just sit in the AC. Mm-hmm. I skipped this one because generally I don't jibe with a lot of exorcism movies. Yeah. I think that's more of like a volume quantity over quality kind of issue that the subgenre lives in. Like, yeah, there's so, so many of them. So many. And they're like hard to differentiate. I, I mean, yeah. like, is that how you kind of feel? Like, yeah. I don't even know what the last exorcism movie was that I saw. And well, I liked. think that there is a movie called that the last exorcism that I would say is one of the better ones. Okay. I believe it's one that's sort of shot in this found footage style documentary type and it's i think it's done pretty well i mean it hits a lot of the same points that most exorcism movies do mm-hmm. the kid swears the kid swears the, the they're tied to the bed the shaking bed they make them see dead relatives that aren't there you know they swear at their parents or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> they try to fuck the priest yeah <laughs> and then they do contortion yes yes body contortion yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i i think i said that to, in another like in a in a group chat one that you're not in sorry <laughs> where, where someone was bringing up this movie the pope's exorcist and i was like i don't want to see another foul-mouthed contortion team yeah like i'm pretty full <laughs> up on that experience and like the only one that the only exorcism movie that i could recently remember watching and i i don't know how i ended up with this i think our friend scott gave me a copy on blu-ray because he accidentally ended up with two which i don't know why you'd buy this movie once (laughs) but i saw the right oh with with anthony Anthony hopkins Hopkins. yeah i was bored to death Mm -hmm. i was like satan take my soul <laughs> just take it your message is received my <laughs> i have been corrupted i am I've, willing and ready <laughs> yes yeah yeah that's the other thing that happens in all of these movies especially i mean since kind of the exorcist kind of made this genre a thing where yeah. the priest has to say 
scream at this child take me take me take me yeah <laughs> yeah they're always looking for the the vessel to trap the devil in and then you know slaughter it like they do at the beginning of this movie with with the pig the classic pig use yeah i i kind of like that scene mm-hmm. so yeah yeah because it opens you, you see it gives you a little action piece right at the beginning right mm-hmm. you see uh father amort 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 a-m-o-r-t-h yeah it's like almost like a it's a th- but with a little edge to it amort father gabriel amort yes <laughs> Because we just watched also, um, we watched a quote-unquote documentary mm-hmm. that uh, William Friedkin directed in 2017 called The Devil and Father Amort. And he says a, a mort. Mm-hmm. Which, maybe that's his... I heard button. a couple other people in it sort of say, but I'm, maybe they just have a little list. The sort of mort. A morse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yes, this first exorcism scene, pretty good. Uh, it's kind of the usual like setup that I think you get in a lot of exorcism movies where it's like the very small town community type thing where someone's, you know, like in the usual position, they're grimy and laying on a bed and <laughs> swearing. And then Father Amor tricks the, the possessing entity using his own arrogance against him to possess a pig and then they blow put a gun point blank (laughs) to the back of the pig's head and blow it away which (laughs) i guess that keeps it from coming back grabbing someone else it's not the same rules as the movie fallen i guess i don't remember that one really that's the one with uh denzel washington and john goodman and it's the one where the demon azazel is passed through physical touch and everyone sings paint it black (laughs) which is like kind of the creepy (laughs) don't bang the microphone on your head please that's nice equipment that's a that's a sure sm58 they don't just make those (laughs) uh that one's actually pretty good that i i really like that movie i think that was kind of my introduction to that rolling stone song (laughs) which i'll i'll check it out i i haven't seen that it's good Okay. The uh, but the way that the rules kind of work at the end of that one is I'm I'm gonna spoil it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Denzel Washington does kind of what we already mentioned where he gets the the demon Azazel mm-hmm. to come into his body, and then he uh, kills himself in the middle of the woods with a poison cigarette. <laughs> but the <laughs> okay. But, but wait (laughs) the stinger is that uh if the 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 demon they set up in that like has like a radius that it can travel after it's left a body (laughs) this is like actually part of the stakes of the movie uh but it's withheld from the audience that he can apparently possess animals so like the last scene is like a cat getting away possessed by i know right oh jeez that microphone i don't think can pick up your eyes rolling but no So I guess in this case, a little bit different rules in the Pope's Exorcist, mm-hmm. where if uh, you kill a pig that's possessed by Asmodeus, uh, I guess he just goes back to hell. Yeah. Which, fine. That's fine. It's a fine scene. Mm-hmm. It's set up, like, exactly the stakes of where you know it's going to go. 
<laughs> like kind of near the end. It's like giving us the rules in at least a, a, a show don't tell sequence, which I did appreciate. Yes, they do. He has the sequence where he's speaking to the, the other father that's there. That I guess is the, the father at the church in that little village. And Father Mort is like, so what are there? She's showing he's showing showing signs of basic possession uh, what are the what are those signs? I'm like, oh, thank you for the audience. Yeah, <laughs> let us know what what it's like these an infomercial. Are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's you know this movie overall is like actually it it brought my faith back a little <laughs> bit in the genre, uh-huh. not in God. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that should be sale. Because it does do it. You know, it does hit like the the marks that that make it an exorcism genre mm-hmm. movie. But it wasn't as annoying as I yeah. think a lot of the other ones I've seen. And this one's obviously like a bit more expensive. Like you've got a big name actor in it. You've got Russell yeah. Crowe. You're doing a lot of on location stuff yeah. in Rome. Really nice set pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this looked great pretty much all the yeah. way through. Even those moments like kind of near the end when it turns into almost like like a DC comics movie. Yeah, it was like Game of Thrones kind of chamber thing. Yes. There's and I, and I know we talked about Morbius last week cuz so we're not going to keep <laughs> <We won't laughs> keep my mouth shut about him. Uh yeah, there's a lot of like energy sort of blasts yeah. going on, people yeah. flying on wires like <laughs> yes. throughout this movie. <laughs> like I did think for a second I was like, I know this is a real guy, but is he also like a DC comic <laughs> character, character or something yeah. like this? <laughs> yeah. So w- did you have any exp- like you'd seen I think we'd both seen the trailer for this a couple of times. Like but did you have any kind of expectations about what this story was about going into it? Well, I don't think I actually did see the trailer. Maybe I maybe I didn't, I forgot. But I I went into it with a little bit different understanding of what the title meant. <laughs> I think I'm right there with you. I thought that the Pope was going to be receiving an exorcism. Yeah, I wanted that so bad. I wanted his his Saturno to spin around. I wanted to see his Prada shoes fly off. Yep, like, I, yep. I also, I wrote I down... I wanted him to say cunt to someone. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down at the very end of this, because I, I finally realized... Wait, is the guy that's been showing up in white, is that the Pope? Yeah, I, I made the same mistake. I was like, is this guy, like, like what's guy? the rank here? Is he a yeah. bishop? He's not a rook or a knight. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he? I had to cross out bishop because I just decided that early on. And I was like, oh, that is oh, the, Pope. the Pope. That is Il Papa. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard one of them say that. And then I saw Russell Crowe, Amorte, kiss his ring finger. And I was like, oh, no, that's the Pope. Yeah. It was unclear. So I, I didn't. I, I assumed that the Pope was going to be receiving an exorcism. And then once I realized that that's not what was happening, it was that the Pope has an exorcist who does the exorcisms for him as the church's duty. Yeah. One of the, one of the scenes that uh, is pretty early on in the movie, which uh, really also introduces this idea of why they switched to English a whole bunch throughout this film, which is so fucking funny oh my god like he's he's, so it's like uh father amorth is getting called in front of this like board of cardinals and they're like we're gonna take your badge like turn in your badge (laughs) and your gun it's one of these yeah (laughs) but like before it starts this kind of like weaselly cardinal who's like leading the proceedings is like now this is an official proceeding so 
rules dictate that we all have to speak English. And of course, he has to remind him a couple times to yeah. speak English. And he's sitting there, like Father Amorth is sitting there, like facing this panel, like man spreading harder than I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone man spread. <laughs> and he's basically like, You're not my fucking boss. The, I work for the I fucking work for Pope. The fucking Pope. <laughs> and then he like you storms speak to out. Him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny too. I was like, I don't know if this is, I don't know how the papal councils work. So uh, maybe it is a rule that they have to speak in English. But I should that have re- researched little... this. I just assumed it was fake. Yeah, I was. This is probably just for the movie for the audience. Yeah, because it's an American film. Ultimately, yeah. like that's what yeah. they want. Which like I also th- thought. I'm not sure if the the Tomas Father mm-hmm. Tomas. I mean, I, I'm guessing he actually is from Spain. But I think it's funny that they have the Spanish guy and then the Italian guy, and they're like, oh let's just speak English together. <laughs> yeah. Cause this movie does take place. It like switches back and forth between Italy and, and Spain. Yeah. It's in Castilla. Yes. Cool. C- Castile. Castile. There we go. I think that's how it's said. Yeah. Which they, yeah, they, they don't want to put, I mean, most Americans wouldn't notice really the difference between <laughs> Spanish or Castilian, Castilian mm-hmm. and Italian. It's all just, Latin to them. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> like, that, like, maybe that's why I was hearing people say Amorth is because some of them were Cathian. Maybe. Anyway, they could be wrong too. Yeah, but yes, Everyone they're both wrong. just. They're like, well, e- even though Spanish and Italian are pretty close, they're just like, no, we're just gonna have them speak English. Yeah, the I think there was even the it. moment where, uh, uh, when Amorth is meeting uh, Father Tomas, he hands him like a a book maybe the bible mm-hmm. and he's like here uh learn these prayers in latin latin is more powerful yeah uh against the devil mm-hmm. and he's like I, he's like it's like the same as spanish you'll be fine yeah which it that does come back near the end when father tomas is speaking like fluent latin for some reason <laughs> even though he's like i don't know what this is like like two days later yeah. he's like yeah no i got this um yeah, that, this whole, okay, this movie is, of course, for an American audience. The family at the core of the story is an yes. American family. It's a mom, a bratty teen, and a younger child who has stopped speaking since their father died in a car accident. Yes. So... The setup of this movie is so dumb. It's so lazy. <laughs> yeah. It's... This this family story I was the least interested in. Mm-hmm. It definitely was just sort of a way to get the other part of the story rolling of what what they were what why they were involved. Well, and and to get it I mean it's just the shortest possible it's written in the shortest possible way to like get an american family into a deconsecrated abbey in the spanish countryside yeah the husband owned it it was in his family for centuries he died so now his wife and their kids have it and they have nothing else so they have to come do something with this abbey and sell it re they're they're abbey flipping yes (laughs) yeah they're going there to like for for some reason they need to be there to like watch these construction workers like yeah renovate it it was barely livable when they get there 
I'm like, they're, they're expecting them to, I mean, maybe that's just the main foyer and the whatever entrance to the, but they had all the, the bedrooms, I guess, were fine, but they all kind of looked grimy and it, dirty. It had that kind <laughs> of like green lighting like yeah. throughout it. A lot of this movie is like a lot of those deeper like interiors or kind of like that sickly mm-hmm. lit type yeah. of thing going on. They're very like <laughs> rich. And so like when you get like fire or candles or <laughs> A number of explosions uh, in this yeah. movie. <laughs> like, it really Talk pops. about the gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it's located on top of a big gas that's, deposit. That's just leaking. It's just leaking. Because, like, pretty early on, like, there's there, there's the scene in this, like, where the ancient evil is, dis, is, is discovered kind of like the, uh, like, behind a brick wall. Yeah. And after the boy discovers it, that kind of makes him the, like, target for the demon possession but then later two workers like they find it as well and they like light a lighter or something yeah to like see what's in there and mm-hmm. it just explodes it's, it's just, just explodes. a room that just explodes mm-hmm. it was like primed to go yep and then later like father amorth like opens a a well a big well <laughs> that's full of skulls but only at the top yeah it's like r- lined with skulls around the ring that was so weird and it he drops a flaming handkerchief in there and when it gets to the bottom, that also explodes. <laughs> Which I believe that was going into the same room. Like, yeah. No yeah. structural damage happening from any of these explosions. No, and it, it, it was a huge chamber. We see it later in the movie. So it's like, it's yeah. just perpetually filling up with gas. With gas. I mean, I mean, maybe that's more valuable than just flipping this abbey. For uh, this yeah. Like they're on like a natural gas yep. geyser. D- yeah. <laughs> Deposit. <laughs> yeah. The reservoir. Yeah, yeah. Invi- they've they've struck invisible gold, invisible <laughs> smelly gold, vaporous gold. <laughs> um, something I did want to bring up, mm-hmm. uh, since we're still a little bit on the backside of talking about the languages in this movie, that mm-hmm. I thought was kind of funny. I I read part of one of the books that Father Amorth wrote. Mm-hmm. Wait, let me grab it. Uh, it's one of the two that this movie is ostensibly based on. This is called An Exorcist Tells His Story. And the stuff I read was pretty dull. I didn't get very <laughs> far into it. <laughs> um, he did mention that he has, in his experience, spoken to the devil, and he says the devil speaks Italian. <laughs> so when God, before God created the de- Satan he created, created Italy. Italians Italy Italians <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I thought that was pretty funny I was like I wonder how he squares the circle on that idea yeah I was like maybe the maybe Satan's just doing you a favor he's like look none of you speak Latin anymore I'll do I'll, I'll do a century of Duolingo just for whoever yeah. I'm talking to him. I'll like <laughs> I'll learn it yeah he's got his uh, freeze streak set up in case he misses a day or whatever <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing Duolingo lately. Nice. Learning Spanish. Spanish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's as far as I've gotten. I've mastered that. <laughs> um, but I thought that was pretty funny. And there's almost no, after a certain point, there's almost no like foreign languages except for when like you flash over to the Pope, mm-hmm. like sitting in the Vatican, like uh just sort there's a lot of him flipping through like old books yeah it it looks like he's supposed to be in the sistine chapel i was kind of wondering that as well it 
I didn't know if they were trying to make that a stand-in and it would be like, I don't know, is it blasphemous to recreate <laughs> Sistine <laughs> right. Chapel somewhere else? I think another movie has done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- yeah, I-, I wasn't totally clear on that. It was another poorly lit chamber. Yeah. And there, there's little Pope sequences like dropped throughout this movie that are kind of funny because it's always him like, it's always him having a revelation or a vision. He's always shocked yeah. by whatever he's read or whatever he's received. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was for sure, I like there are like we both walked into that into this movie with the expectation that the the Pope or hope that the Pope mm-hmm. was going to get possessed. Yes. And there was a moment or two in there where you just it looks like it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but the devil just kind of makes him like. A, a little bit sick he yeah. gets like kind of sick he just has to go lay in the hospital yeah he has got to go lay down <laughs> get some fluids <laughs> and then he's in the hospital for like an hour before like he like sits bolt upright in bed he goes I'm oh! <laughs> <laughs> no! but that's like th- and that's almost like where they go in the movie because like when uh, like Father Amorth and Father Thomas. I know I'm using one's last name and one's first name because I don't know. I don't remember Tomas's last name. Uh, they're doing this exorcism on this boy, and when you finally get to the scene, like kind of in the last act, where Father Amorth is like, "No, take me instead." Mm-hmm. Uh, the devil says explicitly he's like ha 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 now i can go into the vatican yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've got you now it's like no you can just go into the vatican just go that's what i've I, been in there i i, I didn't understand you've that. been in there i've been in there we could have gotten the we could have gotten the pope <laughs> possessed <laughs> if we had that power <laughs> yeah that's something that was a little bit vague to me about uh, sort of the powers of Satan, or I guess it's not Satan. They like they kind of switch around a little bit. They ultimately say it's uh, Asmodeus, the king of mm-hmm. hell, mm-hmm. who's one of like the two hundred fallen angels, fallen angels, or whatever. And yeah, he he possesses this boy in order to get the priest. To possess the priest, to go back to Rome, to possess the Pope in order to conduct a second, basically, like, Spanish Inquisition. Yes. (laughs) Which is one of the big plot points. When they finally go into, like, the catacomb under this abbey, Mm -hmm. right, they find evidence that the, uh, the Spanish Inquisition was led by someone who was possessed by the devil and so <laughs> the sins of the past that the devil keeps referring to throughout this movie is the fact that the church covered up that they were really it really wasn't their fault it was satan it was, it was satan the whole time the which is a weird way to like absolve the church of that like uh-huh. i was like what is this Next, they were going to be like, oh, yeah, all those priests that we keep moving around, like, uh, they were they were possessed, too. They were also possessed. They did all of that stuff, like, that was not our guys. That's that was, like, the other team's guys doing yep. that stuff. Yep. So, come back to church. <laughs> Your kids are fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, the... Uh, the okay. One of the trappings of, like, exorcism movies, right, 
is like we were saying earlier like the spooky kid stuff like the linda blair spinning her head around throwing up words appearing on her stomach your can stuck in the koozie stuck in the koozie okay we're gonna have to what is your what does your koozie say today I've got it all together, but I forgot where I put it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine uh, is kind of in the Star Wars opening credits uh, font, and it says the sarcasm is strong with this one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice crisp sound there. <laughs> yeah, one of the trappings is uh, the sort of bodily contortion, fluid expulsion, foul-mouthed, Mm-hmm. child sequences in this yeah what'd you think about these ones i one of my notes is that i could go without ever seeing another exorcism or possession movie where the child or the person that's possessed just suddenly kind of says you're all going to die i hate it yeah. it's so lazy and so silly i kind of enjoyed like the i don't always mind the the profanity it's hard to top reagan in the exorcist saying yeah your mother sucks cocks in hell like there's there's <laughs> not like everyone wants to like every movie in this genre is in the shadow of the exorcist yeah there is no fucking way that any movie after that is gonna go as say the shit that she said mm-hmm. or do a lot of the crucifix yeah stuff yeah like it's still to me to this day like it's shocking it yeah (laughs) i i understand why a lot of people are reticent to really lean into it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because in this like the i i also hated the you're all gonna die thing it's like it's it's just lazy i'm like show me the lazy show me the body stuff like like there's the what is it he he has a word carved on his stomach like pretty early on in this. <laughs> Hate. Hate. <laughs> Which I was like, oh my god. Like, I don't mind seeing like some weird body mutilation stuff like that, but like, that's the word you're gonna you're put- Hate. I'm like, okay, yeah, we get it. There's lots of hate involved in the devil and Jesus. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> like, the uh, devil speaking English. I I kind of thought it was fun, the, the exchange, or the line that the the possessed child is saying to father Amort about i'm gonna fuck you and you're gonna enjoy it you're gonna come and you're gonna be so ashamed yes. that you're enjoying it i was like yes more of that know what i'm going to do to you gabriele i'm going to fuck you you'll sense yourself coming and you'll hate yourself for the release you feel when i fuck you yeah, actually, that. actually that, did, <laughs> that did stand out to me. Like, I was like, okay, that's better. That's like, what that, I want. That's hitting a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, it's very, it's very perverse in a way that you, as an audience member, yeah. should you should feel like watching it. Like, yeah, like it's a little upsetting. Or yeah. it's like uncouth. Yeah, and there's like not there's not a ton of that in no. that movie. There's like one other moment where I forget the child, the kid's name, um, but the kid who's possessed, his mother is sitting with him on the bed, and. I think she's hugging oh. him and he suddenly grabs her breast like really grabs it and yeah. she's like ew no and he starts saying some really gross stuff like 
I need to, mommy need to feed me drinky or <laughs> something something really just foul. It's like you didn't breastfeed me as a child. Yeah, you didn't breastfeed me. I think he might call her a sow in that. I feel like yeah. that's something that the devil likes to do. <laughs> call I, people pigs. Right, yeah. No. Henry, stop! Baby hungry fat cow! Breastfed me, mommy! What the fuck? But something no go ahead i was just gonna say there there were just those two moments of that that i really wanted i liked that pushing it a little bit more than just the stereotypical you're all gonna die i'm going to kill you the god uh, your god isn't here kind of shit i'm like okay you know some of the stuff that Ghostface says on the phone is fucking more disgusting and creepy than a lot of the shit that they make these possessed kids say in exorcist movies agreed like, sorry, I'm looking up something here as well because I I just realized that uh, the Pope is played by Franco Nero, who I I mo- uh, he's he's an extremely famous Italian actor. Yeah. Uh, the movie that I really know him best for is the Giallo movie The Fifth Chord, which is yes. excellent. And he was also recently in John Wick Three. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's at the Italian Continental. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's a he's a fantastic actor. Like, it, it did kind of feel like uh, he wasn't, most he, for the most part, wasn't shooting in on the same day as Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were probably on set <laughs> together for, like, maybe two hours. Yeah. For, to film, like, There's I think like just two scenes. A, yeah, a scene or two of them speaking in part of the vatican <laughs> yeah yeah there's that and then there's the one at the end in mm-hmm. the same it's all in the same room yeah he's the franco nero is in the same room the entire movie except for like the one shot in the in the hospital in the bed, hospital yeah. bed. <laughs> <laughs> which fine i'm glad to see him henry's the name of the little boy henry right? that's right uh the woman who plays the mother i really like her she's in a lot of mike flanagan movies oh really uh, this one or this one yes alex esso thank you i could not read plays it from here julia she yeah she was in oh, dr sleep she plays that's uh right. not shelly duvall but she she kind of does she plays shelly duvall playing wendy on, wendy thank you mm-hmm. um yeah she's great i really like her it just the the family story was so uh, just kind of empty yeah yeah it, there, just, it, it was pretty vacuous it was very much just kind of a, a way to get to like we were talking about this the goal of what the devil was was to infiltrate the vatican the church and he needed he's the boy is bait for the for the pope's exorcist here <laughs> to come mr. And, mr the pope's exorcist. yeah <laughs> mr exorcist please well, call me pope did, i mean i gotta say like for the uh king of deceivers the liar of liars his plan kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I also there is a point at some at the beginning when Father Mort is talking with Tomas, Father Tomas about. I guess they're preparing to do their first round of of exercising, mm-hmm. and uh, Father Mort asks Tomas, "Do you know any jokes?" And he's like, "No." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well." You should learn some because the devil doesn't like jokes. What? I don't like jokes. I 
that makes no sense to me. The devil doesn't like jokes. The biggest trickster in the fucking existence. <laughs> he doesn't like jokes. He loves to have a laugh. What I thought a bunch like of laughing bullshit. was like sinful or like yeah. <laughs> idleness. Or I'm like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> so it makes no sense that that he's like, yeah, just, I mean, maybe the devil doesn't like bad jokes. So think of some really corny jokes that, you know, the devil will roll his eyes. Like, He'll uh, just, just bore him to death. Make him say, oi vey. <laughs> Like the, like that, that, that joke thing that Amarth says is something that's drawn from the real Gabriel Amarth. Yeah. Because we watched, a, in addition to this, we did a little pairing. Like we were saying, we did the William Friedkin movie, The Devil and Father Amarth. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I don't know if I should even bother putting air quotes around a real exorcism. <laughs> Because, I mean, that's kind of what they are all like. I mean, we were yes. watching every like this fake, fake, this fake. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently something that he does before all of his exorcisms, all 160,000 of them, and we will get into that in a second, uh, is like he does this, makes this face at the devil or the possessing entity where he does. It, you've all seen this move. It's like it was probably really insulting, like in the 40s only. Like where mm-hmm. you put your thumb to your nose and then you stick all your fingers up and you kind of waggle them, yeah. kind of wiggle them. But that's what he he used to do because he said like the devil hated like, goofy faces, which again does not make any sense to me as what I understand what the devil is. Well, maybe you do one hundred and sixty thousand exorcisms, <laughs> and I'll take your word for it. Because <laughs> that's the thing. We also I, I also watched a little uh, YouTube video that was. It kind of produced with the uh, when this movie was coming out so there's a couple little uh, when the Pope's Exorcist was coming out so there's a couple little talking head clips of Russell Crowe in there and it's mostly talking about the real Gabriella Morth and it said that they said that he ended up being an exorcist for 36 years uh, which is which was up until his death at 91 and he claims to have performed 160,000 exorcisms. <laughs> exorcisms. <laughs> so, apparently, that's obviously impossible. <laughs> I mean, even if, sure, possession is real. I'll give you that one. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, trying to figure this out. I'm like, did he just, like, put, like, a video on YouTube where it's, like, are you possessed? Like, do this self-exercising <laughs> video. It's got, like, 100,000 plays on it. So he's like, yeah, I did 100,000 <laughs> exorcisms. But apparently he would, like, count anything. Like, if he was just, like, giving someone a blessing, he'd be like, oh, that's an exorcism. It's not, like, always this, like, hours or days long Yeah, or even, like, process. there's, there's, from what I've understood, too, is that there's, like, certain steps and sort of kind of certain procedures that they'll they'll gradually kind of work up to in the process of doing an exorcism prayers chants you know utilization utilization of holy water and crucifixes and the eucharist and whatnot and i don't know other sort of things using another animal to have them possess instead or yeah tricking him to possessing a pig and then yeah. shooting the pig and in shooting the face the pig, just blasting <laughs> blowing him. it away i Oh, there's also one of my favorite. We, we've kind of got this movie on in the background oh, yeah. just to like glance at one of my favorite trappings of 
exorcism movies is when like you see a cross on the wall spin, spin over and upside down so it's upside down yeah um i think the devil does that because he wants jesus's loincloth to fall down so it would can be get a peek very junk. very embarrassing uh-huh. <laughs> it's it, this is him. part of his slapstick sense of humor <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just real quick a little bit more about uh, the real father amorth so i did the math on 160,000 over 36 years mm-hmm so that's 4,444 exorcisms per year, which is 370 a month, and that breaks down to 12 a day for 36 years. Well, what, what's the saying? Uh, the, the devil works hard, God works harder. Is, is that the saying? <laughs> God has grind set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like at that rate it's like you've got to just be like basically like walking down the street like just exercising people like people on as your you're way passing the, yeah on your way you're to the seeing bus all and of the like that. the people that are clearly struggling from some mental illness <laughs> and he's like i bless you yeah i bless you go about your day mm-hmm. you're good you're exorcist, good exorcist yeah check he's got a little clicker yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's one two three four five seven great it's lunchtime <laughs> great <laughs> Um, oh, also, at the end of this movie, I, because I did get into the mindset that this was feeling like a uh, like a DC movie, uh-huh. so I went right past the credits to see if there was a stinger, and there wasn't. But there was a little photo of Gabriel Amorth like sticking his tongue out at you, the the actual Gabriel, mm-hmm. and it said R.I.P. Oh, yeah. So speaking of the ending, we <laughs> <laughs> like we do know that there's likely. I don't know if it's been 100% confirmed yet that there's going to be a sequel to this. Yes. And kind of in a superhero DC movie fashion, uh, they really, really set it up for you. <laughs> so, like, yeah. so the way this goes, uh, Gabriel Amorth uh, takes the Asmodeus into his body and then he immediately... Uh, tries to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, smart. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the real guy ever did something so drastic. I mean, he said out of that hundred and sixty thousand, only a hundred of them were real. Mm-hmm. So really low hit rate. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is uh, Father Tomas and the possessed Gabriel Amorth like end up in kind of a almost like a dueling wizard style battle mm-hmm. in the catacombs of this deconsecrated abbey. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, Oh, in that sequence is one of my favorite things. Like in this movie, it made me laugh so hard because like the, both of them, right. The, both of these fathers are like haunted by their past sins, mm-hmm. like throughout this, like a he tried to help a woman who thought she was possessed, but he's like, Oh no, that's uh yeah, uh, you're you're mentally ill. Uh, so she shows him wrong by killing herself in front of him. Uh-huh. And uh, Father Tomas's sin is having sex. Yeah, <laughs> being a perv, a panty sniffer, a panty sniffer, <laughs> as he's called. Panty sniffer. Uh, but he's in this battle, like with the possessed Amorth, and like Asmodeus, like presents himself as the the temptress uh-huh. Uh-huh. that Tomas has been sleeping with but she's like covered in covered blood. in blood yeah yeah 
and so he <laughs> he's able like which i don't know really what the end game there was it's like i'm gonna make him so horny uh-huh. that he can't exercise the devil yeah uh but he doesn't succumb to this uh, obviously fake woman. No. And he presses a cross to her forehead, and then she kind of swells up and explodes. She swells up all, like, bubbly and bursts. I fucking cackled. Oh, I howled. It uh, was... It's it's my favorite specific moment yeah. in this whole movie. It, it's oh hilarious. <laughs> it seems so out of place. It is. <laughs> but, it, but it does sort of fit that weird, like... Um, buddy church cop kind of <laughs> thing that's happening with them. Like the they don't they don't comedy. go into it too much. Too much. It's just like right at the end, especially the part where they're both they both are standing side by side and they're both just chanting the fuck out of that. Oh my chant. god! I saw that where, where it's like the camera's like low. Yeah. You're looking up at them and they're both pointing the cross down yeah. at them like you're looking at the cover of Boondock Saints. Yes, like, and they're in unison saying whatever fucking prayer it is they're saying which in yeah the latin the translation of that latin is probably really stupid it's probably like devil go away devil go away devil leave (laughs) out out of thine body don't like you don't like you you're nasty god banishes you how dare you how dare you betray god i called god and he said you have to go home early (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so he ends up uh this is that that sequence has a lot of like like i was saying a lot of like wizard battle kind of imagery going on there's a lot of like people being thrown against the wall uh-huh. on wires and stuff like that yeah uh but ultimately ultimately it works uh the two of them go to rome uh the pope says great job thanks yes <laughs> <laughs> and by the way the cardinal the the mewling sort of english speaking american cardinal from the beginning of the movie uh is on sabbatical in guam which <laughs> if you're a cardinal i didn't know you could really go on sabbatical yeah i don't really know how that works i guess that makes sense mm-hmm. and then he reveals that all the documents that they've uncovered from these catacombs under this deconsecrated abbey mm-hmm. have been moved to the pope's new anti-demonic eight men in black style Demon agency. Bunker. <laughs> yeah, you get this shot of them like walking through this like pristine hallway where all the artifacts are out and there's all these people with like magnifying glasses or whatever like looking, looking at, these, maps, at them. these pages and stuff. And he's like he, get, he asks the two of them like there's 200 fallen angels. Now there's only 199. are you ready to take on the task and it's like let's get to work yeah like the csi miami intro let's go to hell (laughs) yes and then that like It's, uh, it's it's the, that's the second to last thing we we get in this movie but it's such it's so funny it's like such a 13 ghosts of scooby-doo setup <laughs> uh the last uh the last image we get right after that is the second hardest i laughed in the movie is when you see father amorth like kind of in the darkness of rome like kind of walking towards the camera it's like a twilight shot and some text scrolls up that says you know, Father Amorth continued oh. to perform exorcism, exorcisms until he passed away in 91. 
he wrote over 30 books about his experiences his experiences demonology and exorcism and then a beat goes by and one more line of text <laughs> comes up and it says the books are good the books are good because <laughs> <laughs> i think he even has a line in the movie where he says something like that because he someone was asking him or he was talking about himself and he said i wrote a book it's good oh okay he says that in there because i was trying to figure out the wording there like yeah. i was like do they mean they're like morally good <laughs> the like books they're are good. they're not evil no i think i think it's like him being cheeky and kind of be like yeah i wrote some books they're good books yeah i think okay. they're good because i wrote them well the real father morth did believe that some books were evil more specifically the harry potter books oh i was gonna say was it the harry potter you i should have let you guess because you would have been yeah, right well that's a pretty easy one yeah i mean he, he, there's a bunch of stuff that anybody could read as being satanic <laughs> that, that, especially that has magic <laughs> in fact he also uh thought yoga was evil because of its connection to hinduism uh-huh uh-huh fun guy yeah also ugly as sin oh yes very very ugly little layer of skin wrapped around a, <laughs> a skeleton <laughs> a holy holy man <laughs> he got a very uh beneficial treatment by getting russell crowe yeah to play oh yeah this for sure wow this movie well i mean i'll see the next one sure yeah for Why sure not? apparently apparently i mean if it follows through on the the setup at the end of this movie we're gonna mm -hmm. get 199 more yep. of them make 199 more of these <laughs> uh i would I like go, go ahead. ahead go ahead no you mm -hmm. go no, you go i just I had refuse. like two very not related thoughts but one was uh whenever especially haunting movies or possession movies at the beginning of the movie they'll introduce shaving a haircut two bits <laughs> and it's immediately so i'm like oh we're gonna see that play out with the ghost or the demon where he's gonna do the first part two, two bits. bits yeah and of course we see that later on which is like oh man it, it's so silly it's just such a, a silly little trope that I don't know. Like, I enjoy that kind of weird knocking stuff. Like, there, there's ways to do it that's creepy or, I don't know, unexpected. But I, I pick up on that. I see that. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to have the ghost. The ghost is going to, or the demon's going to yeah, knock. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's going to be like, oh. Yeah, because it, it starts off that the two kids are, like, doing that on the wall, like, in their adjacent yes, rooms, right? to each other. And it, 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 it is exactly one of those things where you know the devil's going to do that. Mm -hmm. later in the movie like mm -hmm. where someone like in an exorcism movie might like you know their favorite song is like painted black or something yeah. like that of course the devil's gonna sing it in a scary way yeah like yeah. later in the movie but i did think i did think it was really funny that uh the devil knows kind of this old jingle yeah <laughs> this commercial jingle like in another century is he gonna be doing like knocking the like whopper 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 yeah. song <laughs> on, like, on the wall or something yeah <laughs> He's gonna sing. He's gonna like a kid is gonna like twist its head, their head all the way around, and look at the priest and say, "Nationwide is on your side." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and then my other thought, still related to the the family, was I love when the family first gets to the abbey, 
And we were obviously learning that. Well, first, when we meet the family, the first thing we do is we watch the mom kind of lightly slut shame the daughter. Yeah. She says, we're not in America anymore, honey. You can't wear stuff like that. Yeah. Amy, we're not in America anymore. You can't dress like that. And it, she's like, obviously already in her teenage angst phase. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not getting later, along. It, they really underline it when she smokes a cigarette. Exactly. That was where I was getting to. <laughs> okay. She walks into the, the Abbey and she sees a construction worker with a cigarette and she goes, can I have one of those? And he gives her one. I'm like, yes, and finally. Like, I want to see a teenager fucking smoking in this movie. And then she's sitting on like the railing up the stairs. It's looking out into the entryway. And her mom's like, oh, my God, get down from there. You're going to fall. Is that a cigarette? Put it out. And she just drops it on the ground. I'm like, oh, you're so disrespectful. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I did think it was funny when they first got there that the daughter was kind of like, ew, this place is gross. I yeah. don't want to live here. I'm like, that's like a, you're moving into like a fucking castle. Like, yeah. What the hell? For like a couple of months. Like, yeah, you're fine. You're, you're on vacation. Fine. Kids. <laughs> you're in italy you're going to find cigarettes you yeah. don't need to have such a nick fit attitude mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the time <laughs> you're gonna be good <laughs> and she does kind of get half possessed in this yes. movie as well yeah it i mean she's got i mean you know she's such a bad kid that makes her very susceptible to yes being filled by evil forces mm-hmm. and she's the one i kept i kept waiting for the scene that all of these movies have where the the contortion teen like climbs up on the ceiling uh-huh. and she finally does it like an hour into the uh-huh. movie <laughs> it took it took way too long for me too long yeah <laughs> yeah well was this movie good or bad and i don't mean morally well we know that the international order of exorcists personal or er, personally issued an official statement against this movie so Father Amorth apparently founded like a the Exorcist Union, which I I hope that they're striking with the WGA right now in solidarity. <laughs> it's a pretty powerful bargaining chip being yeah. able to say like, look, give us our twelve percent raise with back pay, or we're gonna let your children's souls just be go to consumed. hell, <laughs> be yeah. consumed by the devil. It's a pretty powerful union. Yeah, I I'm sort of confused why, because because the union is protesting this movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of confused why. Uh, I don't know. I think I mean probably something with regards to the depiction of the church as kind of I this mean, yeah. scummy political yeah. entity or something like this. I really appreciated, although it was just kind of they skim over it really lightly, is when Father Morth is talking about the woman that he failed who he didn't believe that she was possessed so she let he let someone else take care of her and she ends up taking her life in front of him and then he says that he learns about the abuse that she went through right in the vatican within the vatican and all the covering up of that yeah it's a very quick a very real thing yeah absolutely Mul- of course multiple people and, and stories of, of that but uh, they just kind of they just quickly go over that. I'm just sort of like, oh yeah. By the way, the <laughs> the Vatican. Although I could see that being like they they tied the Spanish Inquisition to this person that was probably possessed by the devil. 
I could see them just easily saying like, well, any of those was, people. I believe they, the book did, they found a book that did say that's what happened. Yeah. It wasn't like they received a vision. It was like a diary mm-hmm. of the devil. Yeah. But she shouldn't, don't write anything down. If you're going to do the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Why are you writing it down? Don't write if I did it. Yeah. By Asmodeus. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly. happened by Asmodeus? <laughs> Uh, so I'll I'll go out on a limb and I'll say right now I'll watch the Pope's Exorcist too. Yeah, oh yeah, me back too. in the saddle. Yeah, <laughs> back this, in the swing of things. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this was uh, pretty decent actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of silly. Yeah, but it it checks all the boxes and I it wasn't like scene after scene after scene of just a kid sweating and swearing into bed yeah which was kind of a relief yeah they did do a couple really goofy things with the long elongated mouth yeah that was very they did it twice i was like you guys this looks so stupid why are you doing it again yeah we're like the yeah the jaw like kind of drops (laughs) unhinges yeah like a snake about to eat an egg yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) just an inhuman proportion like there's not a lot of like the the body kind of horror elements in this are not very impactful no yeah he throws up a bird at one point Mm -hmm. that was not very interesting to me he just kind of rides around and Rah! Oh, he did kind of sound like, um, like fucking, uh, what's his name? Bootstrap Bill from, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, hey, mommy, you going to feed me? You haven't breastfed me in years. Ah! <laughs> Every I wrote down that a note about that too. Like every single line he says ends with ah, yeah. <laughs> it was way too much. It was too much. I will say that the only part of like the the body horror stuff that kind of got me was the uh, the we go back to see like where hate was mm-hmm. carved in his stomach and i think it said the second time we see it, it says here oh. and then like you see more letters like open up uh-huh. in his in his flesh and that that was pretty good yeah like, like in yeah. the like there's so many beats that you can trace back to the exorcist obviously like the yeah. uh the help like getting mm-hmm. pressed from mm-hmm. from inside her. reagan like making an impression on her skin yeah like that's still that's still a much better effect because these are so digitally yeah rendered which unfortunately makes them like way less impactful yeah it's not as visceral no it just not at all like, yeah. yeah there's not a lot of good like we're saying like there's not a lot of good body horror stuff mm-hmm. in this like it yeah. does it it does its due diligence for the most part like like you're saying someone throws up a bird someone pukes it's Bray of blood yeah. on someone. Blood or dark stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do that thing where they kind of discolor it a little bit so uh-huh. it's not so bloody. Uh-huh. Uh, but that, and I don't know, that that kind of writing on the stomach thing was the only part that really kind of made me go, ooh. Yeah, I, want, yeah, I wanted them to do something more with that. And I don't know, the, the use of the word hate was just so like, I don't know, I, want, I wanted something 
even more they're just going for the easy stuff like hate you're gonna die i'm gonna kill you i'm like (laughs) yeah okay i think they can gather that that's i want something a little bit more fucked up <laughs> something yeah gross i wanted to think yeah about. and i wanted the the displays of power or like the uh the danger the threat that this situation presents to be a little bit more than scenes of multiple scenes of someone strapped to wires getting thrown into a fake mirror, a, mirror. <laughs> a, wall. a wall someone's uh what is that whatever the thing is that the priest wears that's around it's Oh, the uh, the big scarf. The big scarf. Yeah, <laughs> getting hanged by one of those, yeah. pulled up in the air. Like, there's so they they paid for like the wire rig, and damn it, they used it. They, they used it. They got their they really fucking value out of that thing for sure. Yeah, but fine. Hopefully, lesson yeah. learned. Yeah, reviews on this weren't great. It made money. Yeah, it's not. It's really not bad. It's not bad. I know. I. If I was like thirsty for an exorcism movie, mm-hmm. and I kind of was going into this, I was kind of dreading it a little bit, to be honest. But yeah, this would yeah. certainly uh, quench that thirst, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anything, uh, it's worth watching for Russell Crowe's absolutely unhinged Italian accent. <laughs> yeah (laughs) it's it's bad it's It's really funny (laughs) all right cuckoo he does say cuckoo he didn't do the the thumb to the nose waggle the fingers thing unfortunately yeah he didn't maybe that was maybe that was trademarked (laughs) (laughs) by the vatican (laughs) yeah he should have been funnier in this he should have not a lot of jokes no <laughs> like none yeah the only thing i laughed at was that that woman exploding yeah oh Which, yeah by the way if the devil can like sort of just copy someone why didn't he just copy father amorth and just walk into the vatican right up to the pope that... or why did he like this guy's doing uh 12 exorcisms a day it seems like there's plenty of opportunities for him to like ensnare him there like yeah or once every waking hour he could get up yeah or like use that once you've you've he's the devil has possessed him uh using that the the him going to his other exorcisms as a way to actually infect more people or you know encourage those possessions more and we know that he can at least in the reality of this movie he -hmm. could possess more than one person at a time right which they only really utilize that idea for one kind of weak scare where the the two kids are yeah. possessed at the same time and they're doing the same body motions and saying the same lines. It, it, it was that that setup was just not utilized well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Yeah, because most of the stuff like they set up, they follow through on it well mm-hmm. enough. Like, yeah, it's a commendable movie for me. I think just barely. I think this is a three out of five for me. Yeah. I'd I think that's about where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Well. Should we call it there? I think so. All right. Thanks for chatting. Yeah. Let's go to hell. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> that's what I've been planning to say to you at Sorry. the end of this all day. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs>